Hi, and welcome to Parenting Today for Tomorrow podcast. My name is Josh Canaram. I'm one of the pastors here at Valleydale Church, and we are so excited that you've joined us on this journey through parenting. Our goal is simply this, to help you navigate the craziness that it is raising a child in this world. Our mission here at Valleydale is simple. We are generations helping our busy community know Christ and live for Him. And that's what we want to do. We want to help you raise a generation that knows Christ and lives for Him every day. Along the way, if you have any questions, we would love for you to send those on to parenting at valleydale.org. We would love as a staff or or, uh, as pastors to answer those questions. Also, in a future episode of the podcast, we'll be dealing with those big issues that you have in mind. Thank you for listening, and God bless. Hey, welcome back. We are back here with our Parenting Today for Tomorrow podcast, and today we are going to part two. Uh, Last week... Last week, we uh, talked about this idea of discipleship with Hannah Braswell, our preschool director. And so if you haven't listened to the first one, if you haven't listened to last week's, do that first. That'll help you out. And then pick up here. What we talked about last week was this idea of, of really discipleship for yourself. So discipleship of the parent. Mm-hmm. What, is, what, are the, what does that look like? How do they approach that? Today, we're talking about what does it look like to actually disciple your child? What are the context? Yes. What are the... The, the methods, what are the, the good ideas, what are maybe some of the bad ideas that won't work. And we're going to talk about that today. So I'm excited to dig in. Great. Uh, last week, just a couple of things we talked about. We talked a lot about this idea of being connected to God's Word. We talked about being connected to a small group. We talked about serving. We talked about being present in worship. Those those experiences were really important, and those are, those are some building blocks for discipleship. And then we talked about how that provides the the overflow for your life so that you can even engage. So Mm -hmm. if you don't have those things in place, it is going to be very difficult to make those a priority in your parenting. That's right. And that's what we want to make sure we're digging into now. So let's talk about this idea of parenting, though. Parenting and discipleship, where, where does this, how does it intersect? What does that look like in a big picture view? Sure thing. I love big picture because I think when you approach the topic of parenting and discipleship, you need to think about what is your end goal. So I go back to Deuteronomy 6, um, and verse 5 talks about um, how we are to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, and with all our strength. So if our end goal is to create a disciple who embodies those things, we kind of know what we're striving for. Um, So I I think about my own children. I talked about in the last episode, I have a son who is seven years old. Yes. And he loves to play sports. And... um, this past season playing baseball, uh, he managed to hit a ball over the fence during mm. one of the games. So he hit a home run. Nice. I lost my mind. It was great. Mm. Um, but I, my husband and I have this dream for him that one day he's going to play Major League Baseball. Okay. Yeah. And I firmly believe yeah. he's going to play Major League Baseball someday. I'm here for it. You can come back to this podcast and like one day be like, Hannah, look what you said. I'm going to mark it down right now. Go for it. So our dream is for him to play Major League Baseball. But that's not our ultimate dream for him. Right. Our ultimate dream for him is that he would model Deuteronomy 6 5, mm. and that he would be a kid who loves the Lord with that's his great. heart, his soul, and his strength. Um, so I think when we start with the end in mind, uh, we have a we have a good idea of what we're aiming yeah. for as far as discipleship goes. I think that's that is so right. That is uh, that's important in so many areas of life. But when it comes to what do we want our kids to be, I, I don't know that we spend a lot of time talking about it. Don't. I don't know that we spend a lot of time thinking about it. I think 
what we want is a is a child who is successful. Yes. Who is self sustaining and who's happy. I, I mm-hmm. think, and and that is um, not a recipe for a Christ follower. That and it's really kind of not a recipe that's very realistic because we can't control a lot of that. But what we can do is we can walk our children down a path that helps them at least appreciate where happiness comes from. Right. They can appreciate where success comes from. Right. And they can appreciate where these 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 growth in, in spirituality and growth even in loving their neighbor, where all of that comes from. So we can plant those seeds and give those uh, those things to them. Uh, I, I love that idea. So here at Valleydale, we have measures. Yes. Uh, we I love this idea of measures for us. I because, do Because, again, yes. it's this end in mind kind of idea. You know, we have certain things we want. We want everybody to, we want to ask the question, are you spending time with God daily? Yes. Are you sharing Jesus regularly? And I think we can do the same thing with our children. Like, yes. we, we need to instill those same measures and, and then maybe the same evaluation points. Like, are they growing in their faith? Are they understanding what it looks like? And, and we as parents are going to have the best picture of that. Yes. Uh, and so I think you are correct. We have got to start with the end in mind and then work towards that goal. Yes. Uh, so let's talk about some of the ways that we do work towards that goal. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So give me, uh, let's, what's, what do you think was one of the biggest ones? Um, well, I, I love the book, Nothing Less. Okay. It's by Jana Magruder and it's based on Lifeway research that was yeah. done in 2016. Yes. And in the book, they surveyed 2000 parents who had children that were 18 to 30 years old. Okay. The requirement of these parents was that they attended church once a month. And they asked these children or these parents, um, what what habits did they instill in their children mm. that ended up producing children who remained in the faith, yeah. children who were faithful? Good. And so the number one thing that these parents said was that the top indicator of spiritual um, perseverance in a child is reading God's word hmm. regularly. Interesting. I mean, and it's kind of a given. Uh, the Bible does talk about how the word of the Lord will not return void. Yeah. But in this study, the number one, and it was number one by a large margin, um, the number one indicator for future faith is reading God's word regularly. That's amazing. And that that is easy to do. It is. It, it, uh, it comes packaged in multiple forms. Uh, you can read it on your phone. You can read it in, in uh, all kinds of study Bibles. And, and there's certainly you can make time for that in the day. Uh, that's amazing. We talk about this idea here about truth with transformation. Yes. And, and that's what it is. I mean, this is truth, truth. that is transforming our lives. That's right. And uh, it doesn't just transform the adult's life. It transforms our children's life, our students' life. Uh, and that's great. Now, one of the things that's a struggle Mm-hmm. is we we do seem to be losing that literary culture here sometimes. So yes. Kids don't love to read as much. Parents don't love to read as much. Um, but that's why there's there's a lot of options. There are. Yeah. One of the things I love that Lifeway um, has put out is a Bible skills pamphlet. Mm. Um, and it's it's great for preschool and elementary age kids. Um, it's free on their website. Uh, you can just go to Lifeway and search for Bible skills pamphlet. Okay. But it, it gives you key verses, foundational verses they yeah. should know. Um, it gives you foundational Bible stories they should know. Uh, it gives them some historical facts about the Bible. It just helps raise um, biblical literacy in families and children, but God's word, it's essential. And I I love that the study talked about how it was regularly. It doesn't have to be daily. Right. It just, again, talked about last week, weaving it into the rhythm of your day, into the rhythm of your life. Uh, If you do that consistently, it does show that it works. Yeah. And that's, and you know, I love that research. I I can also just say from my own experience, 
that is what is is really had been meaningful. Uh, you know, growing up in in my in our generation, you know, there I think sometimes parents have this hesitancy because. Uh, let's just be honest. I, I grew up in kind of a legalistic environment. Churches, you know, you, you marked a box and make sure you read every yes. day. And if you didn't, it was a shame fest. You know, we, we had a lot of everybody kind of disappointed in you and you feel like you were a failure. Uh, and maybe that prevents some parents from starting these disciplines because they're not sure they'll be able as consistent as they're supposed to be. Right. And so you think, well, I just won't do it. Right. Well, no, nothing can be farther. In fact, you'll find that as you do it, you, you begin to see the value more and more and, uh, and that fruit begins to grow. And, yes. and I think that that is a good reminder for us that, listen, it doesn't have to be legalistic. And if it's not every day, that's okay. We Our days are crazy. Some days you don't know what to expect. That's right. It's supposed to go this way. It goes this way. That's okay. Uh, make those, pro- you know, we, we talk a little bit here about progress over, over perfection. perfection. And, yes. and if you... If you're pursuing progress in discipleship in your home through Bible reading or through these other things we're going to talk about, that's that's good. It is. If, if you're not, if you're trying to be perfect, there are no perfect parents, there are no perfect children, there are no perfect days. It is just going to be that way. And so, progress over perfect. Make that progress. Take that first step and do that. Talk a little bit about praying with your child. Okay. This is uh, this so is a this big was one. the second indicator. Okay. Um, was parents who prayed regularly with their children. Yeah. Obviously, as a preschool director, I hear a lot of prayers that are sung. Mm, yes. Okay. So, I I'm not a huge fan of the of singing prayers. I have been reminded by our worship pastor that historically the church has sung prayers. So I'm I'm coming around to be okay with that. Yeah. But I think it's also important for parents of children of any age that they have conversational prayers. That's good. Children need to know that prayers are things that are also spoken to the Lord, that it is a conversation we have with yeah. God. I think if it's um, sometimes we get into the habit of praying rote prayers with uh, our yeah. children. I will I will confess that uh, there are nights where I'm like, I think that's exactly what I said the last three nights. Last night, yeah. yeah. So I think in that, if we can, uh, if we can ask our children before we pray, is there something that mm. you know, some way I can pray for you tonight? The other night I was praying for my daughter Emma. She's five, and Emma has had some struggles lately in school, and I was praying about her behavior and her ability to respect her teacher the next day. And in that moment, the Lord just prompted my heart to thank Him for all the ways that she is unique and all yeah. her strengths. And in that, when I finished praying, she just leaned up and she gave me a hug. Mm. And it was in that she was, you know, my mom notices things about me other than Mm. I have struggles with disobedience and disrespect. (laughs) So, yes, exactly. So I think praying with your child is an excellent way to disciple them on the grace and love of the Lord. Yeah, I I think that's a great point. And and that idea of praying specifically, Mm -hmm. that is is a huge piece of this. One of the things that we, we struggle with, I think you said, you know, we especially if you're praying at the end of the night mm-hmm. and you're just trying, you are tired. Yes. The the battle to get children in bed is one of the strangest battles. I, it is like it is. my children forget they do. how to do night this to night. every day. I love my children. They're very, they're brilliant children. They're straight A students, except when it comes to the process of going to sleep. Uh, that seems to be uh, elusive. And I don't know if we need to put it on the wall or whatever, but, but if I, when I'm trying to pray at the end of the night, I'm kind of just knowing that's my last step and right. I want to just close the door. Mm-hmm. But I, I will say, I'll agree with you. The times when we've prayed and said, Hey, listen, I know that you have, um, I know that you've really 
struggle today, you know, let's ask God to, to help you with, have some wisdom in this. Let's ask God to help you have some grace and, and some peace with this because it, it is it is hard. It can be challenging, but being specific is such a big deal. It is. And uh, can be very helpful. Absolutely. So, hey, last week we talked about this idea of serving in the church. Uh, tell me, what does it do for a child to see their parents serving? How does it give them maybe a more of a kingdom perspective? Sure. So in the study, Nothing Less, they actually talked about how children serving in the church plays a pretty large part on their future faith. Yeah. And I love that Valleydale does have opportunities as the preschool director. I love having students who serve down in the preschool area. Uh, They're excited to serve with preschoolers. They love preschoolers. Um, My son helps my husband on certain Sundays with greeting and passing out bulletins. That's great. Our mission statement here at Valleydale is generations helping a busy community know Christ and live for him. And the first word in that mission statement is generations. I think it is so important for children to see that there are generations within the body of Christ. And I think it is also faith building for the church to see that the younger generations are taking a responsibility for the church as well. Yeah, that's right. I I think there was a season in church where you had to like become of age to, to have any real vital role. You know, you're, you were in your department, they were in their department, everybody just kind of stung, hang out in their silos. Now what we're seeing is these kids, if they're going to stay engaged, mm-hmm. they are going to have to have some type of ownership of some type of role here at the church. I see that in That's student right. ministry. That is very true. One of the biggest indicators of if a student is going to follow through all the way through their senior year is if they have a, have a role, a, a service role. And so we try to create things like working in the sound booth, which mm. can be scary sometimes, yes. let's be honest. Uh, but we're, ha- we're progress over perfection, so that's fine. That's right. Uh, we, we have, um, you know, helping with preschool, helping with children's ministry, coming to events, uh, you know, just doing those things that where they feel like this is their church. They right. don't just come here to be entertained, but they come here to make the kingdom advance through this church just like anybody else does. Exactly. And that is uh, amazing. And, and, and the parents can help, you know, like you just said, have them just stand with you. Right. You know, exactly. it doesn't mean that they have to, you know, you're not, some kids, you know, need a little more guidance. That's fine. Just have them walk with you, have them watch you. They love to model their behavior. I'm sure that everybody's kid has some mannerism that they do. And you're like, that's exactly what I do. But right. The same can be true for serving. Too. Yes. So absolutely. Uh, now, those are some things that you can do. Uh, here in the church, those are some great spiritual disciplines. Let's talk a little bit about this idea even of, you mentioned listening to Christian music. Yes. Tell me, how, how can that be a, a role in discipleship for your child? So the number four indicator for future faith is listening to Christian music. And this is my personal favorite okay. um, on the indicators. I grew up listening to Christian music. Um, I didn't have an option about that. Mm-hmm. Um, if my mother's listening, it is coming. she can affirm that. Gotcha. Um, so... Christian music, it essentially takes God's word and puts it to music, and then that music washes over you. Yeah. In the same way that reading God's word, you know, changes and transform, Christian music can do the exact same yeah. for a child. That's true, and and you you tend to memorize these songs. You do. Uh, I can tell you this: the lyrics that some of the students have memorized without thinking about them are are pretty wild. Yes, it'd be nice to maybe substitute those for some Christian lyrics. Yes. Yeah. Uh, th- this was a point of conviction for me because I don't know that my children are being discipled through the sports radio. Mm. Um, so mm-hmm. I may have to start changing the. Well, the and I'm not sure that mine are being discipled through country music. <laughs> the, so the country, also, yeah, probably, probably not. It gets kind of weird sometimes, but uh, you know, it's real life. 
I'll, I'll say this. Yeah, Christian music, it is, so much of it now is scriptural. So much yes. of it is just positive. Right. Uh, there is a lack of positivity in our world. There is. And, and a lack of truth. And any time that you can expose your child to truth. That's right. Uh, and that goes to even the, even the media. You know, we, we talk a little bit about discernment here. Uh, this idea, even whatever you're putting into them is is going to affect them. Yes. So the things you allow them to watch, the things you allow them to listen to, that is actually transforming them just as much as, as anything else. And we've got to be mindful of that. Right. So that this is such an easy way on the way home from practice. Just play a song. And, and you know, we talked about conversation last time. What a great opportunity for a conversation. Ex- you know, exactly. Just say, what do you think this song's talking about? Why, why do you think they're saying this phrase? Where does it come from? Why does it matter to you? You know, uh, it is incredible how much discipleship can happen in the car. Yeah. Um, they talk about how the three most important minutes of a child's day are when they wake up in the morning and when you pick them up from school mm-hmm. in the afternoon. So, you know, what what a more important time do you have during the day than yeah. those three minutes to bring up something about discipleship, about Christ? How was your day? What what positive things happened yeah. today? Oh, that's right. And that and those are those are important moments. And that's that goes back to you know, last time we talked about this idea of weaving it into our in our regular mm-hmm. lives. You know, we don't have to block off an entire night, although that's probably a good idea sometimes, but we don't have to block off a lot of time. We just weave it into our regular, right. even sitting in the car, you know, uh, which we all could use a little more sanctification, probably sitting in the car. Yes. So it's good for the parent too, maybe. Uh, but yes, that is a hundred percent. Let's talk a little bit about this idea of church mission trips and projects. Sure. You know, we talk about serving at the church, but when it goes beyond that, what does that look like? Yes. So the number five indicator was participating in church mission trips and projects. I love that Valleydale does make family mission trips yes. an option throughout the year. And it has shown, um, again, when you go on a mission trip as a child, it's an opportunity to not think about yourself. Mm. And children are constantly thinking about themselves. Um, and so this is an opportunity to let go of self yeah. and uh, serve someone else. Yes, absolutely. And on a family mission trip, they get to see their parents doing the same thing. That's right. And we've talked about this a lot. With children, more is caught than mm. is taught. Yeah. So if parents can catch that this is important, yeah. serving someone else, um, serving in your community with a, a project for your church or in another state or in another country. Uh, yeah. it, it makes a lasting, lifelong impact on a yeah. child. That's one of the neat things about getting to serve as a student pastor and in a church is that your kids do get to see you doing. Now, sometimes they might think that's a job, but they get to see you serving in the church and they get to see you doing these things. And I, and I want that for everybody because right. everybody has a ministry. Everybody has a role. Everybody has gifts they've been given. And let your kids see you using those gifts. Yes. And, you know, talk about it. Have those conversations and, and address that. Uh, you know, we we are we talked a little bit about this idea of busyness last time as well. And I think this would be a great thing to, to kind of wrap up with is this idea, you know, all of us are busy. Yes. And and we talk mm-hmm. about here, busyness is a neutral thing. Yes. It's, it's not a bad thing. Can be, can be a good thing sometimes if you're busy doing the right things, mm-hmm. but it's a reality. It is. No a, matter what. Very much so. It is your reality. It's my reality. We don't, may not want it to be. It is. But all of these things can be woven into this, this regular schedule. Yes. Uh, and how would, you, how would you encourage a family that just feels like they cannot do one more thing? 
Absolutely. I think it goes back to just what we've been talking about, about in the morning when your child gets up, you know, as they're sitting around the table having breakfast, um, you can talk about, you know, how can you how can you display kindness today mm. uh, as you're driving them to school in the morning? You know, what is one way you can serve your teacher today? Yeah. I, it, it's again, it happens in those natural rhythms of your day. You just have to be intentional. About that's it. right. And that's great. Well, thank you so much. I think this has been incredibly helpful. If, if you have some questions that you uh, have thought about and this is, has spurred some interest in some areas or you just need to know how can this look in my life, please uh, send us an email at parenting at valleydale.org. We would love to walk through that with you on the podcast and also even just as we, as we pastor and disciple you and so that you can pastor and disciple your home. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, very encouraging, very challenging, but, but I, I love that we have put some handholds on some very easy ways to begin to point our kids towards Jesus. And uh, I'm excited to put it into place. Great. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening. We hope you found this podcast encouraging and helpful as you raise your child. If you have any questions, send those on to parenting at valleydale.org. We'll see you next time.